Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you, Dad? This has been a while. It has, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, I don't know how long. A uh, month or oh, two? Oh, yeah, quite a while now. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. But it's nice to get back on. I mean, we've been very busy. This is the It's thing, not like we've been it? relaxing for three weeks, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh, no. No, I've... Um, in fact, a friend of mine came around the other day and I was showing him some of the work and explaining what I was doing. And he said, you shouldn't work really so hard, Colin. You, you know, we, we're getting on a bit now. You should take it easy. And I, I found it very hard to relay my feelings to him, you know, because it's not to me, it's not a job. No. It's a hobby. And, I, and I, I work hard because I want to work hard. You know, I enjoy working hard. And really, when you're painting pictures, can you really call it working hard? To can other you? people, it might be work, but... Mm, yeah, yeah. To me, it's, it's, it's a fantastic, and I'm very privileged to do it. So, no, no, I, I, I have worked hard, and we have been working, and you know that, and we've got some lovely pictures coming out of it. Um, but I love the work, no, mm. and uh, long may it continue. In fact, if I'm, if I'm not working, I'm moping around. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's, that's a question there. No, uh, I'm very pleased and uh, grateful that we've got what we've got. Mm. We just released the packs and that was another thing that sort of came last minute and we were yeah. we were up there everyone we were making these packs they're that's all handmade aren't they i was gonna say they that are. Mm. this uh you know this is the it sort of brought back to the roots didn't it when yep. we were doing those packs yeah uh of like manual you know put this in there put that in there and you know that's one <laughs> one done and everything so the packs we we re- have re-released it's fun though it was fun. And yeah. it's great that, as you said today, you've only just released them and they're selling well already. So it, it was a good decision, a good move to make. Yeah, I feel like they're really, it's it's really a, it's such a good product to introduce people to it. And I think mm. one, was it June, that commented on our Facebook page and said, that's how she started. She bought yes, them a right. few years ago. Oh, we got a lot, of, a lot of people like that. And it was the first introduction they had and it mm. was a great tempting and i think someone else commented saying it seems too intimidating and and that's yeah that's mm. i replied saying that that's exactly why they're six mm. pencils and designed for people that might be i think the thing is though steve with the packs that and with our website too they can they've got their pack in front of them they can take their time they can they can make as many mistakes as they no one's going to see it no one's going to look at it so they can indulge themselves in trying to get to grips with it mm. and in the end and i've seen so many I, i've lost count of the amount of pictures that people have shown me they've come back to exhibitions i've done or whatever and they've said you know those packs are fantastic and so i think it it, it is a good thing but the, i do understand the intimidation but we make it as easy as we can. We can't make it any easier unless mm. we do it for them. It's the only way we can make it easier. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, in a nutshell, uh, just scraping the ice because of everything else we can't talk about. But roughly, you know, the things, the projects that we've been doing. Oh, yeah. Um, as well as everything else. I've got a list as long as my arm. We've upped our game, Steve, haven't we? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of other things as well that uh, I've got on a, a massive list here of things that we improvements that we want to make and things like that it's just finding the time isn't it that's right um anyway 
I've been saving up questions for a while. So these people probably sent in these questions. We have replied to everyone, but it was probably about two months ago we got these oh, in. Right. But we, uh, they, they're so good that we thought we'd put them on, on the podcast. So the first <laughs> one, this person came through YouTube. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this name. Sujanith? Sujanith, I think is how you say it. Um, Colin, do you ever get bored of the same medium unless you feel you are growing with every painting? You might be bored, so how do you keep growing? What keeps you in check? I tell you, well, uh, the simple answer to that is it's a pastel pencil. If I would been, if I'd been continuing with watercolour by now, yes, the answer would be probably I would be a bit bored and move it on to something else. Now, the pastel pencil, I've been doing it now 30, 30 odd years. Well, when did you, when did you get them? So the late 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. So 88? Going, going on a bit now. It must be nearly 30 years, or no, more than 30 years. No, it's definitely Is it 85? More than 30 years. 86? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's long enough to know that um, I would have got bored. Now, I've done hundreds and hundreds of pictures. I've taught hundreds and hundreds of people. And uh, I just the other day, I showed you my latest, very latest one, and we were talking about it and enthusing about it. That's the key to it, enthusing. The reason I was enthusing is because I'd put myself under quite a lot of pressure to produce this particular picture. And uh, when you eventually see it, I don't know when it's going to be, but when you eventually see it, you'd understand how I feel. It was a struggle and a challenge. And that's what made it so much fun. And I really, really enjoyed it. And there's more on in the pipeline too. I've now, because I've, you, you grow in confidence, that's the thing. So how can you get bored if you grow in confidence and, mm. and uh, you can't wait to get back into the studio to get, pick up the pencils again? But it's only because it's the pastel pencil. It can mm. teach you all the time you're learning. And I've got to say the subject material. Look at the subject material. I go, go from portrait to landscape to animals, mm. still life. And uh, you can't get bored with that. But if you were doing the same thing, if you were doing a landscape, say you were a landscape artist and doing a watercolour, and the same thing day after day after day after day, yes, I would have got bored by now. Mm. That's the reason. So I hope that's answered the would question. Would you say that about your particular watercolour style? Because I know your watercolour yes. style is differently. Even with that, do you Even think? Even with that, I was getting bored with it, Steve. Uh. I was getting bored. And uh, I... And that was early on, and I think probably within five years of actually taking up watercolour, I, I was going off the boil, so to speak, because I was doing the same thing, you know. There's only so much same you pictures. Can do. Well, you have the, the, the pencils, and Faber Castell has a great, great range of pencils, but now we've added Cretacolour onto it. My goodness, look at the colours I'm playing with and combining. No. So this is the reason. Uh, I would have got by with watercolour, yes. Mm. But uh, I've got no intention at all of moving off of pastel pencils. After mm. all, I use polychromos and I use soft pastel occasionally. So you can vary it a little bit. Mm. And we've got different papers, papers. Now, if you had watercolour, you'd have a white watercolour paper. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Where now we've got pastel mat and uh, our own paper and the new... Canson. Yeah, Canson Smooth coming out. Mm. So, gosh, how can you get bored? Such a range of materials, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. 
next one uh, from Jeanette I've recently had an attempt at drawing Colin's pug and I drew this on cream coloured pastel mat now I have a white pastel board that I'm itching to try out would the pug work well on this and would I still need the white undercoat for the first layer or would I go straight on with ivory right well the reason I don't use white is because I do use a lot of white. Now, if you put white on white, you can't see it. Mm. If you put white on cream, you can see it. And if you put white on any of the other colours, you can see it. Mm. And you do need to see it because you need to know how much base you need to put down. Now, I understand what uh, she's saying. You could use ivory and that could work. But I still think white is a bit stark. It's Mm. great for watercolour. Uh, because you use the white paper uh, as an undertone mm. and that white paper comes through the watercolour work. But pastel doesn't work like that. You have to cover the pastel paper. Would the ivory appear too harsh even though it's a white paper as well? Um, because the white softens the ivory. I don't think it would... The, the, answer, the question was, would you think it would work? And my answer is no, it wouldn't really. Not to my satisfaction, No. So if you've got whiteboard... doesn't provide enough of a base. If you've got whiteboard, what I would suggest you use it for is charcoal or use the, the pencils, you know, the greys and for, the blacks. For, for yes. like, uh, yeah. yeah, like a... As a charcoal tone. drawing, you yeah. know, more, more uh, you know, that kind of thing rather than pastel. Because the way we use pastels is with producing a proper picture with all the undertones and the backgrounds and everything. And uh, white is not a good colour for that. In my opinion. Okay. Thanks, Jeanette. Okay, next one from Pat. I was watching the video on backgrounds, and I have a question regarding the background for the black dog. Could you have used a light grey background? If not, are there times where you would use a different coloured pastel paper? Um, Yes, you could. You could use a a light grey, yeah. A light grey background, because in the black dog pictures we've done, it's been a contrast, but it's, it's been dark. Well, I've I've done quite a few. I mean, we did well one that hasn't come out yet that I did on on very dark paper, didn't I? Mm. But oh um, yeah, that's that's going to be that's really coming good. up. Yeah, that's that's very impressive. That, that when really you, impressed me with the pastel mat. It did, didn't it? But when you see that, folks, you'll see why I chose that because it's a particular subject. Yes, but generally speaking, um, you can use as long as you don't use white, you can use virtually any color. Um, I. I I'm a bit selective in as much as I don't like putting, I don't like using green pastel paper if I've got something that's going to have a contrast of colour, you know. Um, So you've got to be a bit careful with that. I did use green for the pelican, I believe, didn't Mm. I? That Mm. was green and that worked really well Mm. because it suited. It was more of a landscape kind of... But you didn't use like anthracite black or very, 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 very dark grey. For this this dark dog, you used dark blue. I did, in doubt, yes. Yes, it would, yes, I did. That's right. It's well, the anthracite probably wouldn't have worked very well. The only time I've ever used that was that... Uh, moonlight, moonlight scene. Moonlight scene. Well, that came out well. But um, I used the background then. I let the anthracite come Be through. Be the background, yeah. See, that's, that's what I was saying. You yeah. could do it like that. But that was, uh, that was an experimental one that actually went down very well. So, yes, you can use any colour, but I would choose the colours wisely and try to keep neutral if you can. My favourite at the moment, certainly with all the um, demonstrations that I'm doing on the site, 
is the dark grey. Yeah. And the reason for that is it seems to fit nearly every picture. Well, it would have done because I wouldn't do it otherwise. I have just made a slight difference. The last one I've done, I've done it on um, on ombre, um, and that was just a normal sand ombre, purely by way of a change and to say, you know. Gosh, you don't have to use these. Um, yes, because it feels mats. like we've been talking a lot about pastel map because it yeah. is it mm. is a new addition to mm. what we're teaching on. But mm. um, the ongre is still. Well, I have gone back. Up. I've I've done three pictures in the last uh, uh, three or four weeks on the on our own um, paper, mm. sand ongre paper. Um, because I, I, I'd still like that paper. I think it's a great paper. And, You've been but, using it for 30 years. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Okay, the next one for, from Christine. Uh, I see you are selling the Cretacolor pencils, and a few years ago I bought a full set uh, from Patchings off Bob Elcock, but I'm finding they are not easy to sharpen. It is easy to sharpen as the Faber-Castell pencils. Does Colin find they break easier? Um, yeah. Um the answer is yes. They they're, they're more brittle than the Faber. Faber they are. are unique, really. They they work really well, but the um, Cretacolor can be a bit temperamental. Is that because they're slightly softer? Yes, I get over that, and because I use a if I I make sure I've got a sharp blade. That's the difference. If you've got a blunt blade and you try to do it, or one that's been used a while with the Faber pencils then it can actually break. How many pencils do you get out of a blade, generally? Oh, well, in the, in the old days, I did, a, I did an analysis once, and I reckon that I've used two razor blades with every picture. Oh, really? In the past. Now, I use more than that. Because you're using so many more pencils? Uh, and I'm fussier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, and, you know, the blades are relatively cheap, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, you don't waste any paint as you would use if you're using oil or watercolor. You'd waste paint. Mm. Uh, now I put, I equate that to the pastel pencil. You don't waste pastel pencil. Whatever is there is there, mm. um, and it never dries up. So I put my money really in the blades, and I'll keep. Now I reckon I use um, four, on average four. If I've got a big picture, like the Reggiani one. Reginini one, sorry, mm. is um, that uh, I think I used probably about seven blades. Because really? I, the, the reason is I had to keep sharpening the points. Yeah. Look at all those little intricate details. That you I need a do. sharp point, don't you? Yeah, you do. So it's it's really according to the picture, I would say. But okay. on an average, you, you do need a you know you do need a few. Fab. Okay, uh, the next one is more of a feedback from Sue. And Sue said, Before finding your dad's website, I was just drawing the odd pencil portrait for my family's pets for birthdays and Christmas presents. But since following Colin's tutorials, my drawings have changed dramatically. Consequently, I am now actually selling pet portraits and have the confidence to make my own website and Facebook page. It is more of a paid hobby, really, but I cannot thank you and your dad enough. Not only have I used the tutorials and animals videos to practice on, but I also use them when someone sends me a photo and I'm not sure of which colours to use. In those instances, I will try to find, I will try to find a tutorial which has an animal with similar features or colourings that follow that. 
And also, I have a couple on occasions emailed for advice, and you've always got back in touch and given me the best advice possible. Once again, I cannot thank you both enough. Finding your website and online art school is the best thing I've done for ages. P.S. I just wanted to add that even though I've tried to make my website look a bit professional, deep down, I still feel like a right fraud. I feel it's a case of tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> Hopefully at some point, the feeling that I'm pretending might wear off. Um, yes, yes, it will wear off. But I do understand completely how you feel. When I first started my gallery here and I was doing my my pictures, I was just quite happy to sail along, you know, saying that, you know, well, I'm a sort of artist and people do like my work. But I did feel a little bit like a fraud. But when it all took off, and it really took off quite quick, that's when I did feel a bit of a fraud. I remember thinking when I was in Olympia for the first time and doing these demonstrations, what am I doing here? What, how can I even pretend that I know, you know, I'm an artist? Um, and that carries on for a little while, but then gradually, with confidence, you get the confidence, you get people telling you, and uh, you will then, I think, accept it more. But... I still don't call, you know this, I don't actually call myself an artist. I'm an art teacher. And uh, it's it, it's helped me along over the last 20 so years because I don't feel that like I'm an artist, you know, not in the true sense. And uh, I let other people say, oh, you're a good artist. Oh, thank you very much. But I, in myself, I don't really still consider myself an artist. I'm just an, a good art teacher because that's really my job. Mm. I, that's one I consider my job, because I don't do all my pictures and sell them. Yeah. So I'm doing my pictures for everybody out there doing it. So I've got a slightly different take on it, mm. but I know exactly how she feels. But you were in that, yeah. Oh, in I that was space. in that position. Yeah. I was in that position. and uh, But don't worry about it, because it will wear off. Mm. And it's fantastic. It's another one of these stories that we love hearing about people that have you know kept going and they've got to that point now where they're yeah. getting commissions and they're, yeah. they're creating a little paid hobby out of it and they're able to stop publicizing it and saying mm. hey look yeah i can do this and i could do that and and still you know it's not like they've graduated from us like we're always here and they always like sue checks back in for new pictures and um gets uses it as reference for for all of that mm. i forget the fact that people aren't just doing our pictures to to learn how to draw a specific picture it's as a, a reference material for their own pictures that's you know? right. and um yeah it's a, a nice added bonus absolutely for people so thanks sue that's wonderful uh so you have another one another feedback from uh connie and connie says hi colin i've just read your story absolutely fascinating i loved reading your journey into art I am finding all your tutorials extremely helpful and unfortunately I've only recently got into art myself. I've been a very busy mum and now grandmother working full time uh, up until the age of 54 when I had two herniated discs in my back which caused sciatic nerve impingement. I also had foot surgery and unfortunately couldn't go back to my most recent career of hairdressing due to the inability to stand all day. I started to feel worthless and the pain of the discs uh, was unbearable. 
In August last year, I decided to pick up a pencil and try to sketch my dog, and I enjoyed the process, as it was taking my mind off the constant nerve pain. I placed a drawing on my dressing table, and when my husband came home from work, he looked twice at it and asked who had drawn it. I said obviously that I had drawn it, to which he replied, well, I think it's amazing. The following day, I decided to get some watercolour paints and I spent a few months experimenting with them. Later on, I bought the Faber-Castell watercolour pencils and the Faber-Castell polychromos, and I've been doing animal portraits of all sorts to improve. A few weeks ago, I bought the Faber-Castell pit pastels, and that is when I discovered your your tutorials. Finding you and a few other people I follow has given me a whole new life. Thank you. Mm. Well, there we are. That's a very inspirational story. And, uh, and so, like so many of our members and people that we've met over the years, and they've used it as an outlet and uh, good for them. That's exactly what uh, I do. You know, I've said many times that people have had all sorts of ailments and they've all say that once they pick up a pencil and start indulging themselves in drawing their particular subjects, they lose themselves and pain goes away. It doesn't go all the way. It doesn't completely go away. But you kind of put it to one side. And uh, this is a great, great asset. Mm. It's not just art. All creative pursuits will do the same thing. But mm. this art is one of the, the best. Art and music, I would say, are the two uh, key uh, things that you can really take throw yourself away. yeah lose yeah. yourself in it yeah because you've got to concentrate you know if you're doing a playing a piano or any musical instrument and you've got to concentrate on that you've got to focus on that otherwise it won't nothing will happen mm. art's the same and the more you can focus the more you can get into that uh, zone so to speak um the more um pain relief you'll get do you think that because it's so it's so fascinating that the mind is able to shift the, the focus and the attention mm. away from the pain. Um, do you think that is an actual, I mean, I know that it's an escapism and that you can get away from it and then you stop and then you realize all oh, the pains there again, but do you think it's an eventual healer? Oh, without doubt, without doubt, without doubt. There's, there's no question about that. People have, um, um, we had a, a lady who was, I told you was arthritis. She was in my, yeah, class for for a long, long time, and she used to take them off, and and you know when she was here, she had to wrist bound yeah. up. She'd take them off because she couldn't work the pencils. She used to do the three hour class with me, and then later on she put them on. But very often she forgot to put them back on again. Really? Yeah, and she'd go home with them, and, and she said to me, you know, I didn't really need them. So it just shows you that there is this healing. And I've seen her recently. She didn't wear, she wasn't wearing them. Now, I don't know whether... I didn't, <laughs> it's all down to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't like to say anything to her, but, I, I, you know, you don't want to get that personal. But yes, I think probably there are times when you can, you are capable of healing yourself. We know that. Uh, so yes, I think that's probably true. I mean, it depends what you've got, you know. Obviously, yeah. it depends the ailment. yeah. But uh, certainly with things like uh, stress, this is the worst, you know, we know that. Um, this is the biggest killer today, stress, and the, the symptoms that come from that. Mm. Well, uh, both of the creative arts, music and art, would take that stress away. Mm. You, can't, you can't be stressful and in pain. Well, you shouldn't be. I don't know what sort of picture you'd turn out with if yeah. you did. <laughs> no, you can't because you're losing yourself. You're just concentrating and focus on something that's 
outside yourself mm. and uh, you, you forget all the ailments and the problems that you've got. Were there times in your career that you were stressed in doing art, though? Because it must have been pressures when it become a job and you, you're supporting a family and a house and it's... No, no. Did it not? No, I think that's what saved me, really. Do you think? That, that what I was doing, yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody's got those little problems when yeah. you're starting a business off and all the things. Um, and I had the stress of traveling from all over the country, as you know. Yeah. And that used to stress me out, the M25 and the M1, and oh, goodness me, I don't go there anymore. Yeah. But, you know, that was stress. But the actual job itself would take that away. Mm. And I continued with it because it was such a good job I had. And I wouldn't say I'd had any stress, no. Not 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 performing the job. Not in the artwork. No. And I think that that carried me through. Mm. That's what I am today. I'm still around and doing the things I love well, to do now. To have so. a career, anyone to ha- for anyone to have a career for 30, 40 years, if you count the watercolour and everything and yeah. the gallery, um, and to not, and to still get as much enjoyment from mm. it and to learn as much from it is... is Never heard of it's that. It's testament to, to, to what everybody out there should be looking at, doing mm. something like this or not necessarily my artwork, but any kind of artwork or or any kind of creative pursuit. And I would encourage people to do that, mm. to move away from the stress-free world that we have to live in. We've got no choice. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I haven't been stressed for years, Steve, not properly. No, I can't. I can't even remember <laughs> that I was. Nice. Probably the last time I went on the M25 car. <laughs> <laughs> it's travel was, which was a long time ago now. Yeah, no, that was the only. That, that, that was the part that, that was most stressful. I wasn't stressful. Even you know, Flatford Mill was quite um, an undertaking, but I was never stressed, even while I was there. And uh, you know, it was quite a commitment to do. You know, with the workshops and so on. Yeah. But we. The thing is, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. I made it a lot of fun. The people, it's definitely in later years, they, they just kept coming back and back and back, you know. And uh, we had a, gr- it was like old buddies, you know. We had a great time. It was really fabulous. So where's the stress there? Yeah. Hanging out with great people. Yeah. Doing art. Yeah, doing love. What, what bore? And they, they weren't stressed either. Because I made it that they weren't stressed. I mean, you know, you used to get stuck and think, oh, Colin, I can't do this, I can't do that. Oh, don't worry, let me show you. And I'd show them, oh, thanks very much. You can see the relationship. It's a good job that you can show them as well. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is a wonderful thing. That's right, it? yeah. So it was, so no, I've, I've been very fortunate. I, or I am very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so... That's enough about me. There we go. Well, it's it's all about you, Dad. No. This, uh, <laughs> no. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's call it there for to this podcast. I hope everyone's found this really interesting. Uh, look out for more projects coming your way. Um, there's there's so many wonderful ones. I I don't know what I, I did plan out what we've got next, but I can't remember what it is. But up until the end of the year, we've got it all planned out, and there's certainly some different things, especially towards the end of the year that we're looking forward to showing you all, which will um, branch out slightly from the norm. Mm. <laughs> so thanks, Tad. Uh, it's a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.